0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the
1: way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Oh, yes.
0: I hate this. It is revolting. More? Please. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Feb 22, 2022. 22222. 2, 2, 2, 2. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 400 of the Biden Harris administration. 259 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram, Seska. Follow me over there. And I'm on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz. When you say Buzz, There
1: he is. You've said it all.
0: Perfect show already. It-
1: there's no such thing as practicing comedy without a license
0: <laughs> Hi Almost, hello <laughs> hi hi
1: there hi everybody. it's great to be home. Uh, there's always trouble outside the studio yeah I, I know why. always every show uh never mind them he's Bob I'm Buzz and as soon as we're done here, a copy of this show goes straight to the National Archives. <laughs>
0: Maybe not today's show, but we'll send another show. We're we'll send a different show. Cardboard boxes.
1: Uh, <laughs> President Biden's doing a great job of uniting our allies. Got to be very proud of this. Yeah. Uh, here's here's just how good he is. Uh, this morning, he got all our allies to condemn Wordle. <laughs> so, <I> thought,
0: <laughs> are you playing Wordle?
1: No. Uh, neither am I. Uh, so Putin says. He's ordered uh, forces into Ukraine mm-hmm. for peacekeeping. Yes. Now, if you're not sure how that works, it's like inserting a penis to prevent pregnancy.
0: <laughs> Perfect metaphor. I have heard no better metaphor than that right there for this whole fracas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but here's why I think the war in Ukraine will be over quickly. Uh, the Russian army gets disqualified for doping. It's right. exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, bless her heart, uh, England's Queen Elizabeth, 96 years old. England's mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth got uh, COVID. Yeah, uh, Buckingham Palace says it's a mild case, mm-hmm. but uh, that she got it by spending too much time down at the pub
0: <laughs> with Andy Cap, hanging out with Andy Cap. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: um, back here at home, meanwhile, uh, Family Dollar is recalling some of its merchandise after more than a thousand rats were found in its warehouse. Ew. Some of the rats however, have now agreed to testify against Trump.
0: Oh we're bringing this one back. If you have any doubt, it's gonna take him out Ukraine
1: Don't forget this fact. He's just a lying sack Ukraine. He just lies, he just lies, he just lies,
0: Ukraine. We can make this about Putin now and not necessarily Donald Trump. It's kind of the same.
1: If we let him loose, he's going to spread fake news, Ukraine.
0: Also Putin, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, his day is done, and we want to dump Trump, Ukraine. He keeps
0: lying, he keeps lying, he keeps lying. Ukraine. All right, Rocky Mountain Mike Mike. works. Yeah. Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter is how you can follow him and all of his music and all of his photography and all of his jokes. Yeah, go there. All right. uh, It's been an interesting show so far, and so far as we had to start the show like four or five times. I've got some- I'm
1: exhausted.
0: (laughs) I know. We've done done four shows already today, and yeah, I don't know. Like always, I'm having technical problems. It's it's you know, this is the nature of podcasting. Back in radio, we used to have engineers who would rush in. You know how fast they would rush in, right? Right. And uh, fix all of the technical problems because they went to school and they had degrees based on what wires to connect and which buttons. Buttons to push, mm-hmm. And here with podcasting, unlike the podcasting in the Sex and the City reboot, we yeah. have to do all that shit ourselves. <laughs> and I don't know anything about anything. So suddenly my my soundboard keeps going haywire today. Well, it's all music to my ears. Yeah. We're here now. Yeah, I'm sure you're just loving all of our jingles now, Buzz, as I've been playing them over and over again to test the sound.
1: <laughs> I, I was able to record them. I now have a reel of your jingles. So.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, on to uh, serious matters here on our uh, Big Tuesday show. Uh, As we all know at this point, uh, the Russian troops have entered the Donetsk and Luhansk regions Mm -hmm. in eastern Ukraine. And lots of uh, people wondering and speculating, why is he doing this? Why why are you doing this, Putin? Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. (laughs) And (laughs) that's what he's doing. Everyone's wondering what the hell uh, Vladimir Putin is up to. And I have this, <laughs> this is not the real theory, but this is my fake theory, okay. that, the, you know, F- Putin just hates the Olympics. Every time there's an Olympics, Putin's got to invade something. Right. And so, you know, you remember the previous Olympics in Sochi, I guess it was, then he went in and, and annexed to uh, Crimea. Right. And <laughs> just occupied right. Crimea. Said, what the hell? I'm just going to go and do that. There's an Olympics and everything. And so here we are in the wake of another Olympics, and he's doing it again. But that's not the real reason. Obviously, um, there are a couple of things that are rattling around in Vladimir Putin's head. The first thing, after seeing some clips of his video presentation yesterday, Buzz, first thing I know that's rattling around in Vladimir Putin's head, brain worms. Absolutely brain worms. He's fucking... Nuts, And that's not just the end-all be-all. We're not going to sit here and go, oh, you know, he's doing this just because he's nuts and he's bonkers. And this is just what nuts and bonkers people actually do. That's not this is not trying, yeah. this
1: is not just a wild claim uh, people yeah. who have uh, listened to Vladimir Putin over the years say this was absolutely positively the single most unhinged speech he has ever given uh-huh. uh, and and uh, people have uh, remarked if it takes an hour to explain why you need to go to war uh, maybe your reasons aren't that great yeah uh, you know he wants the Soviet Union back he's always wanted that uh, that's what in my mind what a lot of this is about.
0: I just can't help but to think as I was watching him slumped over at his desk. It was at such a, a weird camera angle, and he was just like lounging around as if he was the guy at the end of the bar who was just bitching. He's just spending his whole uh, evening at the bar like uh, Cliff Clavin, bitching about Ukraine and how. See, instead it. of
1: slumping, instead of slumping behind a desk, if Putin wanted to show strength, he would have been shirtless on a horse. <laughs>
0: Right. There, but
1: there, there's an sh- image of strength.
0: In all seriousness, what he's really into is toxic nostalgia. He wants to rebuild <laughs> the Soviet empire. He has exactly. this longing for yeah. the the good old days of the Soviet empire when they occupied Former KGB,
1: Ukraine. and he wants it back. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he would like, and he, I don't think he wants to stop there. I think he really wants the entire Soviet Union back together oh, yeah, again. yeah. And uh, we're going to see, he's going to see how much he can get away with at this point.
0: Well, one of the theories is the emergence of democracy right on his border. Uh, he's threatened by that. Certainly his oligarch buddies are threatened by that. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. fortunes that they've amassed by kleptocracy, by thieving all of their money from the Russian people. Uh, democracy is a direct threat to that. Democracy empowers those people to say, uh ah, No more of this shit. No more of declaring yourself president for life. No more of stealing our money and running off with it and and building expensive houses as the the Russian economy sucks balls. I mean, the Russian economy is, I think, slower and more pathetic than, like, the Italian economy. And uh, we all know the jokes about, like, for example, the Italian space program. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Italians, you shouldn't look to the Italians. And I'm half Italian, so I can say this. You shouldn't look to the Italians for any uh, markers in terms of ambition or motivation. But suffice to say, this is a matter of shoving back an emerging NATO democracy in a, a territory that Vladimir Putin, through his toxic nostalgia, believes belongs to Russia. Go, oh, this is so. This, oh. Ukraine was a creation of Russia. Well, you know what? At one point, the Mongols occupied well, Ukraine, yeah. <laughs> occupied yeah. that region too, and, before and, Russia and it, did. It, it, And his claim is
1: untrue, as much of the things, many of the things that he said in his speech yesterday uh, were were untrue. Uh, But it wasn't for our benefit, it was for the benefit of the the Russian people. I'll be interested to see, and that's their only source of news, is him. So whatever he says goes, there are a few skeptics among the Russian populace. It'll be interesting to see uh, their economy is already in really rough shape there. Uh, Once the sanctions set in and the cost of war sets in uh it'll be interesting to see how popular putin is mm. uh and and how willing people are in russia to rise up against him in the meantime uh there there is a, a democracy at stake in ukraine yeah. uh, which is now surrounded on three sides by 190,000 Russian troops. I yeah. I don't think they're going to stop with those two provinces. No, I really don't. What they're, they they took these two provinces, saying they were ours anyway, and uh, the, what they're waiting for is provocation from Ukraine, mm-hmm. which will uh, which will absolutely come. Uh, so uh, you know they they they've found their reason to invade the rest of Ukraine and to go after Kiev and and uh, perhaps the entire
0: country. And if you remember back to when. Uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. I almost said Donald Trump for fuck's sake. When well, Vladimir dude, it's Putin, so easy to get them confused. <laughs> I know when he invaded and occupied Crimea. There were reports of uh, Russian sympathizers in the Donbass region, in the uh, uh, Donetsk and right. Luhansk areas of eastern Ukraine, and everyone assumed. And I remember reports at the time that these uh, rebel forces that emerged in that. Area that are loyal to Moscow, that this was actually just Russian forces. And I think it's turned out to be, in the end, some rebel uh, groups Mm -hmm. in that area that are actually backed by Russian military, Russian military equipment, and so on. And so these rebel groups have been fighting to break away from Ukraine. And then yesterday, Vladimir Putin goes, okay, we're going to recognize the rebel forces and their. Uh, desire to have those areas break away from Ukraine and now we're going to go in and back them up. And then prior to that, there was a false flag about a genocide going on in that area. So this is all justified to the Russian people as being a peacekeeping mission, as being something we're going to back up the pro-Russian forces in in this area. But what it really is, is a very thin, practically transparent excuse to invade Ukraine, which is exactly what they have done. So they're going to use this area as launching pad wow. in the east. Uh, maybe they're going to come in through Belarus and invade uh, into uh, Kiev from right. that area. It's just... It's a fucking mess, but already I think the West has stepped up with uh, sanctions and so on. What are we going to add, Bob? Well,
1: and I was just going to say, uh, Biden uh, will. He, uh, Biden addressed the nation today mm-hmm. at about the time we wrapped up taping this show, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> and uh, he he was expected to announce uh, further sanctions, uh, uh, a truckload of them. Uh, yeah. because uh, the the White House uh, said this morning officially that it is uh, their uh, belief that uh, Russia has in fact now invaded. Ukraine, yes, and and uh, Putin uh, to what you were just talking about. Putin was hoping that it would be just vague enough if he slipped in a couple of uh, Russian territories in 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 uh, ukraine and uh, you know said de- de- declared them independent and sent back up that that wouldn't be seen as an invasion mm-hmm. you know he yeah. was hoping that they, you know it's a, a soft invasion to be sure uh, but a pretext for a larger war uh, but the, the white house isn't buying it and and i have to admire the biden administration for the way it's handled all of this in mm-hmm. terms of uniting our allies Uh, supplying Ukraine with uh, the tools that it needs to defend itself against uh, Russian aggression. Uh, and uh, and and telegraphing every move, Putin's every move before he does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has got to unnerve Putin mm-hmm. to know that there's some kind of leak in the Kremlin. Yeah. Uh, that Biden knows every damn thing he's about to do before mm-hmm. he does it and tells the world and shares this with the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, really brilliant handling uh, uh, in an effort to try to prevent war on the part of Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. And I remember it was either Thursday or Friday of last week, Joe Biden appeared doing a chopper talk and he was like, Oh yeah, you know what? Any Anytime now, Vladimir Putin's going to engage in a false flag in Donbas, And and right. certainly, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so you're, you're exactly right. That is such a great strategy. And that hadn't necessarily occurred to me until just now. So, uh, <laughs> well done. Yeah. 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 And then, um, the other thing, I think Biden was getting some criticism as far as not levying sanctions, uh, prior to Putin going into Ukraine going into Damas- everybody's
1: everybody's an expert now that we've yeah. mastered the coronavirus uh, everyone's now an expert in foreign affairs you know, now that we know everything there is to know about uh, COVID, uh, we can now move on and, and straighten out this foreign affairs situation. Yes, because everybody is an expert on that. And uh, I think here again, I think Biden's doing exactly the right thing mm. when they when they did their little pussyfooting thing into Ukraine yesterday. Uh, yeah. it was kind of an invasion, but kind of not really. Uh, you, you know, and, and Putin was hoping he'd get away with it. Immediately got called out for it, and a few sanctions went into place. Uh, I think what what I think what people heard this afternoon. After we finished recording our show, was that uh, there were a whole lot of other sanctions added today? Yeah, uh, and and there are more waiting in the wings. Uh, the U.S. and its allies can get tougher and tougher and tougher. Germany really stepped up uh, this morning uh, by saying no. It was yesterday. I've lost track of time. Uh, Germany stepped up by saying uh, no. We're, there's going to be no Nord Stream. Two. Pipeline. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're, we're shutting that down. There will be no further development of that mm-hmm. uh, because of Russia's actions. This is a very, very serious blow to, to Russia uh, economically. And they're already in trouble. Uh, and there are, there's more suffering for them to come. Uh, and uh, I think Biden's doling it out exactly correctly. And I think anybody who would criticize the pace uh, doesn't know what they're
0: talking about. What you don't want to do is telegraph the ultimate punishment necessarily i mean you want to warn a little bit just by way of saying yeah you know what if you do x and y here's what we're going to do in a general sense but if you start laying down actual sanctions before he does anything Mm -hmm. then that's going to encourage him to say fuck it i'm getting sanctioned anyway i might as well do it it's almost like it's almost like yeah yeah. yeah, i think i know exactly where you're about to go with this like if you were to say to a kid who's out past curfew yeah when you get home you're in big fucking trouble well that's not going to get the kid home any sooner. You know what I mean. Right. It's like that's right. going to encourage yeah. the kids to stay out longer. Like oh, shit. or to
1: punish them before they even go out the door. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in this case,
0: <laughs> exactly right. Uh, yeah,
1: everybody knows that the punishment needs to come later, and you don't want to show all your cards at once. If you pardon the expression, shoot your wad now. If you yeah. if you hit hit him with every sanction you've got now, mm-hmm. sure, it'll probably shut him down. But then you got nothing left. You're out of cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, this is being done very very wisely by some very good. People and I'm very pleased with the way the U.S. and its allies united uh, are are standing against this. Uh, you know, this is a terrible situation we're in, and yet I'm heartened by the world's reaction to it.
0: Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that Vladimir Putin very much sees his place in history. He understands what history is kind of compelling him to do. He feels as as if it's his responsibility to resurrect those imperial dreams of the Soviet Empire and to recapture some of that, to bring Ukraine back under Russian rule like it was originally (laughs) intended. And it all seems so familiar to me. I mean, he might as well just be saying, hey, look, I want to make Russia great again. I mean, that's exactly yeah. he, kind of what he's he, doing here. He, he
1: would have some money if he'd sold hats. Yeah. You know, the same. Make Russia Russian <laughs> great again.
0: That's right. Uh, meantime, the United Kingdom is sanctioning five Russian banks and three different oligarchs. Some experts are calling that a a tepid response. But here's what I see as far as the rollout of sanctions. This continues what I was saying a second ago, which Uh is that the rollout of the sanctions, you're not going to clobber him all at once. You're going to implement certain sanctions with certain moves that he makes. Remember a chess game. This is all about a major international relations chess match between the Western powers, the NATO powers, and Vladimir Putin. Putin. So the Putin moves his pawn. Strategy. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So this is all part of that move by move strategy where you don't want to get too heavy handed. Otherwise, you can end up losing your queen right away. No sanctions are being laid down here that aren't, uh, you know, being discussed among you know the UK and the US and uh, Germany and the US and the UK and all these NATO allies. And I uh, I don't know that it's working yet. I don't know that it can work. If Putin is as fucked up in the head as I think he might be, as some other experts, uh, not saying that I'm an expert, but as some experts might be uh, suggesting right now, that no matter what happens as far as sanctions go, Putin is going to do what Putin wants to do because his, his motivation here has more to do with, Russian history pushing him forward at least the way he sees it
1: Well, uh, Trump tore up the translator's notes I wonder if uh, Trump's ask of Putin was uh, wait to do this thing with Ukraine after I've left office when the next guy's in and I'm sorry I'm not proud of myself for this but I'm still focused on when you said you don't want to lose your queen I'm not proud of the fact that I immediately thought of Lindsey Graham I didn't (laughs) Yeah. lost our queen sorry (laughs)
0: I'm I'm not proud. Yeah. Where has he been? I haven't heard from Lindsey Graham. I I should check his Twitter feed or something like that because this is kind of his wheelhouse, isn't it? I mean, he's
1: he's out there somewhere. I saw something, but it didn't.
0: uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, he was uh, lined up with John McCain on Ukraine in, uh, what was it, 2014? And then Mm -hmm. also uh, with uh, Georgia. And so I wonder if Lindsey Graham is lining up with his Fox News backers. Uh, and like, saying let that, me yeah. check.
1: Let me check the wind direction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, does anyone know if Tucker Carlson was referring to Russia as peacekeepers yesterday on his show? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't check in we, on Tucker. We certainly Carlson, know he's but...
1: taken their side. You know, Putin could have sold a lot of those "Make Russia Great Again" hats to Republicans yeah, here yeah. in the U.S. as they seem to be taking Russia's side, which is sort of surprising and sort of not in. Uh, when you, in light of what's happening here in this country. And is it an accident, is it a coincidence that Putin is making this move at a time that the U.S. is so divided at a time the world is so divided in, in the midst of all kinds of crisis and chaos? We have the January 6th com- committee underway. We've got uh, still fighting covid Uh, if you're Putin, this is the perfect time to strike. Uh, To me, this is no
0: accident. Mm -hmm. They've also been saying a lot of uh, bullshit about how, well, Putin didn't try to do this while Donald Trump was president. He's deliberately doing it when Obama was president, now when Joe Biden is president. And I think the counterpoint to that is, Putin didn't need to do it when Trump was president. Putin had a very reliable ally in Donald Trump uh, for four years. And so flexing his might on the international stage in those four years, uh, wasn't entirely necessary from a military point of view. If he had a friendly government in Washington, that's all he really needed. He knew that uh, eventually what would happen is Donald Trump would uh, unravel NATO, which he was absolutely trying to do. And by yeah. unraveling NATO, then Vladimir Putin can get away with whatever he wants to. But that didn't happen. I think Vladimir Putin got completely screwed in that 2020 election, losing mm-hmm. Donald Trump and well, kind of missing out on phase two of his... And yet he did-
1: and yet he didn't. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think part of our theory here, at least part of my theory, the theory I just expressed, is that uh, Putin uh, had money well spent in Trump. Uh, he doesn't really need Trump right now because Trump has already created the division and chaos that he wanted us in yeah. uh, in order to get away with this. And look where we are, Republicans siding with Russia.
0: Yeah, um, let me see. Is there anything anything happening now that we're going to regret not mentioning on the show? Uh, seconds after we finish, I don't see any big breaking news. Not,
1: so. not regarding Ukraine, as like I said, uh, after we finished recording today's show, the president spoke and uh, likely was expected at least to uh, deliver harsher sanctions yeah, against yeah, Russia. Yeah, that's the the only new news so far today.
0: Well, the uh, remaining question mark is: Does he continue on? does he move into Ukraine proper and i'm saying Ukraine proper just to distinguish it yeah, from donbas and 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 these regions that uh, russia is now occupying so uh well, that's I mean, the next he, stage he,
1: he, these 190,000 troops standing around outside the border uh, 9 miles away from the border of ukraine uh they're not there for their health uh you know i i you wouldn't have that many troops on hand if you didn't plan to go Further and and or farther. Actually, both words work in this case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I think he. I think he does plan to go ahead, and uh, and I think the U.S. expects that, and I think uh, I think the U.S. and its allies are anticipating that and and figuring out ways to deal with it.
0: Well, we'll keep you posted on that as uh, further shows roll out here. I don't think we're anywhere near uh, being done with all of this, but I, I think. At least from where I'm sitting, and as I've said, I'm not necessarily a, uh, a Russia file. I'm not a, a, a Russia expert. But um, I don't think the United States is going to be drawn into this uh the oh, situation no, militarily. militarily. No, I don't no, think that's gonna no. happen. At no. least not in the near term. There would have to be some sort of serious attack against uh legitimate NATO allies or against uh American interests directly. Right. Doesn't no, I mean I,
1: he simply wants to reassemble the Soviet Union. There is concern that he has Poland next in his sights and mm. you know, we've been there before.
0: Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Well, we'll a, see. A lot
1: of people are calling this Cold War 2, yeah. which is an interesting. Uh, I like it better than World War 3, I'll tell you that.
0: And and I wonder if we would be in this place were it not for Vladimir Putin himself. I wonder how much of this is Oh, yeah directly Vladimir Putin like I I wonder if the you know the the Russian Congress the Duma and the and Medvedev and all of these guys I wonder if they're really on board with what Vladimir Putin is doing uh, or if they're just going along because he's fucking Vladimir Putin and so uh, it's it's hard to know but it seems like a suicide mission. If you're, yeah. if you're Vladimir oh, very Putin. Very well could be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's worried about his money, if he's worried about his oligarch money uh, under threat from you know, an emerging NATO democracy in Ukraine, then he's actually jeopardizing that by taking this military action. He's, he's actually making that more likely. That there are going to be some serious ramifications for his money, and there already has been. And we're only at the beginning of the sanction we're just,
1: process. Just getting started, right? Yeah.
0: So uh, this is where I land on brainworms. He's just out to fucking lunch, <laughs> and he thinks that this is, he's like the typical megalomaniac. Like it looks at history and goes, I have a significant place in this Russian history. And, and Russians, they love to endure hardship. That's kind of a Russian thing. And so Putin's trying to wedge himself squarely into no. that kind of thing. Like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to preserve Russian history and our statuses. This former Soviet empire, et cetera. I'm willing to resurrect that if it means I'm completely screwed because of it, or you know, some you know version of that. So, anyway. uh, no
1: Diagnosis sealed on Putin. No sane man would plunge his country into war without provocation.
0: And this is what he's doing. And and it's only going to turn out bad for him. And I don't think the United States is going to have to fire a shot in the process. I think we're going to be able to do this entirely with sanctions. Uh, He may end up keeping these two, uh, quote-unquote, breakaway regions, Donetsk and uh, Luhansk, in eastern Ukraine. They may stay in his possession. But any move beyond that is just going to be, he's not going to be able to occupy anything. What he's going to do is he's going to be able to attack, but then he's going to end up failing. He's going to have to withdraw. That's my rosy scenario. <laughs> I, I, think,
1: I, I think we can deliver all the punishment we need to, uh, we and our allies, through sanctions. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what we also want to avoid, besides a shooting war involving mm-hmm. the United States, is we, we don't want to uh, engage in a cyber war. Yeah. I've seen people suggest why don't we just turn all the lights out in Moscow? That'll show them. Well, we, we probably have the capability to do that. Likewise, they have the capability to do it here. The U.S. and uh, Russia are considered, although uh, the 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 U.S. military is vastly superior to the Russian military. Uh, Russia is equal to us when it comes to cyber warfare. They are on the same ground we are, and uh, it's it's a tie. And you don't want that kind of... uh Standoff.
0: Yeah, I would say they're slightly better off. I think Russia has been more successful in its cyber war in so well, far more that it, practice. Yeah, know. well, it successfully elected a president in the United States, it interfered with our uh, right. our political right. discourse here to the point where bunch of people voted for a fucking uh, game show host and flim flam artist and he became president (laughs) so I think victory there I don't know that we've necessarily replaced any uh, uh, Russian leaders Uh, we certainly haven't replaced Putin that's for sure so, uh, you know, I think they're a little bit more successful on the the cyber front.
1: Certainly uh, more aggressive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of the cyber front, we want to talk about truth social here in just a second. The truth social rollout <laughs> was a fucking disaster. I love every bit of this. This is one of the stories that I've been following since the beginning because it seems so ludicrous that anyone, anyone would go into business with Donald Trump. I, I think that's utter <laughs> madness. I think What, what is it? That they expect out of this. What is in it for them? How do they think this is going to turn out? It's not going to turn out well for anybody. Not Devin Nunes, not the Trump boys, not any of the investors, certainly not this, uh, whatever this is, this Shell Capital, this SPAC, DWAC. It's not going to turn out well for them. It's like getting aboard a sinking ship. And you know that even if it's not sinking at that point, you know that eventually it will sink because of history, because of what we have seen already. See also Trump University and Trump Vodka and Trump Steaks and all the rest of it, Trump Foundation.
1: Truth Social has learned exactly what we expected. They can't handle the truth.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. And by the way, Truth Social, sounds like those of you who've been with the show long enough— you know, this sounds exactly like Dan Badondi's old radio show, right? Dan Badondi, who was part of the Alex Jones universe, had a uh, radio show. It was called Truth Radio Show. And so the <laughs> Truth Social, man, I just want to go right to that Dan Badondi voice talking about the Truth Social <laughs> website. So absolute disaster, legal problems in the offing, and so much more. We're going to get into yes. that and, uh, and other topics, Supreme Court and so on here in just Yay. a second. But first, let's talk about the after party. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. But this one's completely different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's an example. On uh, Friday's after party, we did an Ask Us Anything session where our Patreon subscribers submitted questions for us. Here we go. Yeah, one of the questions had to do with uh, which one of the two of us farted in front of the other first. So we did end up devolving into the question of uh, who farted first, me or Kimberly, when we first uh, got together. And then we got into a discussion as to uh, who's farted during sex. So the only way you're going to find out the answer to any of those questions is to subscribe to the Friday After Party podcast Uh, on our Patreon page. That's BobSuskaShow.com. Please help support this podcast by subscribing to that show. $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. Again, that's BobSuskaShow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs.
1: That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska.
0: this is a brand new music song called Here and There the band is called Dress D-R-E-S and then much like my Twitter handle it ends with an underscore so it's D-R-E-S underscore that's the name of the band and I'm not sure if you pronounce it Dress I wrote an email back to the the guys from Dress how the hell do you pronounce the name of your band and I haven't heard back yet (laughs) so I don't know (laughs) I have no idea. I'm going with dress. D-R-E-S signifies dress. I don't know if it would be uh, the acronym. I don't know if they would just say D-R-E-S underscore. But I like that they put an underscore after their name. It's like one of those things where I feel vindicated insofar as, hey, maybe it's going to be cool now to have an underscore.
1: (laughs) All the kids are doing it. (laughs)
0: That's right. I started a trend, damn it, doing stupid shit with an underscore in your handle. Now bands are being uh, called things that have underscores in them. All right. <laughs> BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Uh Also, I think Indie Music Countdown coming up this Monday. Oh, I can't ah, believe we're at the end of February wonderful. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to State that. State of the Union Indie Music Countdown. Oh, that's right. What is State of the Union the 28th? Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's March 1st, so you'll done with okay. it by then, yeah.
0: All right, so, so on this show next Tuesday, uh, we've got about a three-hour shelf life before the State <laughs> of the Union starts. Okay, exactly. all right, it's going to be one of those days, huh? All right, well, uh, Trump's truth social rollout was a fucking mess. Uh, the site was immediately glitchy. Uh, no one could log in. Devin Nunes says, though, it's going to be fixed by the end of March. Right. Which is odd, because usually with Trump, it's always going to be fixed within two weeks, or it's going to be uh-huh. fixed by Tuesday, and then it never is. But right. <laughs> Devin Nunes, here he is, giving an actual estimate for when it's going to be fixed, end of March. At around 11 o'clock yesterday morning, select users who tried to create accounts were repeatedly met with a red error warning. Something went wrong. Please try again. <laughs> that, hey, that, you know what? That could signify Donald Trump's presidency. Something went I, I, wrong. I, please try again. And he's. I heard gone. that they,
1: they got like 345 people initially, and that there were 16,000 in the waiting room on the waiting <laughs> list. Uh, yeah, yeah. But by by the end of another six, five or six weeks, it'll all be straightened out. Oh,
0: I'm know, sure. So, yeah. Or yeah. as Donald Trump used it, it, to say, in the next period of time, it's going to be fixed. If
1: <laughs> if lawsuits don't shut it down, what now? It appears they also stole the logo, as well as stealing what the yeah. format of Twitter. They they stole a logo from some other unrelated company, perhaps unknowingly but still that's that's about how they would go about it yeah uh, you know so it, it really it has to survive lawsuits in addition to technical challenges
0: yeah the logo was stolen from a uk based trucking analytics company called Trailr. they said right. uh, we are now seeking legal advice to understand next steps and options available <laughs> to protect our brand it is literally the same logo the yeah. only difference is the truth the little- social logo has a gr- what a little green square in the Thanks lower to right it. corner. Yeah. yeah otherwise,
1: yeah. it is identical. Uh, yeah.
0: But you know how much Trump loves trucks,
1: big trucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Hong Kong goes the truck. <laughs> and, uh, but with this, this is completely in keeping with what Donald Trump does. From the logo being ripped off to the format and layout being ripped off from Twitter, Donald Trump and his boys and his daughter, this is what they do. They steal shit. And then they slap their name on it and then claim they invented it. This is what they have done for years. I mean, we're talking decades now. The entire business model of the Trump organization is to take someone else's building that they built And to slap Donald Trump's name on it and then pretend like he was the one who built it or he was the one who invented it. There's uh, also the episodes where, and I say episodes plural, where Melania Trump stole Michelle Obama's speeches or whole sections. Not the entire speech, but whole sections of the speech (laughs) where it is exactly the same they steal shit, make America great again, stolen from Ronald Reagan. There's not a right. single thing that Donald Trump has done that has been invented by him. No, Didn't he once no, say no, that he like. invented prime the pump?
1: <laughs> Probably. But Jesus I, it Christ, surprise me. I don't know.
0: And people go, yes, yeah, of course he invented it, because we don't know fuck all, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. We're oh, stupid, God. and the Republicans want to keep it that way, yeah. defunding education left and right. <laughs> yeah, I least. know. Uh, I was amused yesterday that uh, to, to make fun, to mock the uh, sloppy rollout of Truth Social, mm-hmm. uh, hashtag Trump Stakes was trending yesterday <laughs> for a while. And just, uh, just kind of a reminder of how this is going to go ultimately.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely predictable. We know exactly how it's going to go, Buzz, because this is what uh, this is what has happened throughout Trump's business career. One failure after another. The only thing that he did successfully was to get elected president. And even that he needed help with. Even that, Russia gave him all this help pumping all kinds of disinformation into social media and Facebook. Facebook was taking fucking rubles, for God's sake, in exchange for uh, advertising and disinformation. And then Trump comes in and claims that it was his great victory. Takes possession of it. Right. Once again, something else uh, takes ownership of it. Exactly. Once again, Donald Trump standing on someone else's shoulders and saying that he's actually nine feet tall. That's exactly what's out. Here's Trump steaks, by the way. When it comes to great steaks, (laughs) I've just raised the steaks. The Sharper Image is one of my favorite stores with fantastic (laughs) products of all kinds. Of all kinds. Yeah, you know what? Who would have thought that selling steaks in a Sharper Image mall store would have turned out to be a disaster? And everyone's like, yeah, we got to climb on board, invest all kinds of money in this ridiculous truth social thing to take on Twitter. With its, I don't know, 15-year history. How long has Twitter been around? I signed on Twitter, I think, in 2009 I first started on Twitter. So it's been a long Ah, time that Twitter's been around. And uh, they think they're somehow going to compete against Twitter just simply by ripping off the exact format of Twitter and just changing the color of the blue checks to pink checks.
1: And using the logo of a trucking company.
0: (laughs) God damn it. It's one thing after another. Just stolen. (laughs) And... I'm just, I'm so looking well, forward to the lawsuits.
1: Uh, oh, he's facing so much justice. Jennifer Rubin in the Washington Post, bless her heart, she had a wonderful, wonderful column this week about uh, all the trouble Trump is in. I believe Letterman would have said, I uh, wouldn't trade his troubles for uh, with a monkey on a rock. Uh, and and uh, it's, it he's, he's in a world of trouble, uh, yeah. and, and he's put himself there. And uh, Good news for us just keeps coming, The the... I think what the article really said to me was that there will be accountability. There, yeah, there, yeah. It's already in progress. Yes. And uh, we just got a ruling from the Supreme Court before the show today. See, sometimes things do happen before the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a ruling from the Supreme Court today that, that said uh, the National Archives can, in fact, go ahead and turn over anything the January 6th committee wants from Donald Trump's records. Mm-hmm. Well, this is uh, this is the rest of it, and it's the end of Trump's quest to try to block access to his records, that fight is over, we win.
0: Yes, absolutely, and uh, that case is entirely done. He has run out of options as far as the National Archives case. And uh, on top of everything else, on the Shadow Docket program, on the Shadow Docket podcast on our Patreon page, we're going to be talking about the 17 things that, the complete list of legal cases against Donald Trump. I think there are 17 total uh, and we're going to be detailing each one of those. So if you're interested right. in accountability for Donald Trump, you want to stick around for the Shadow Docket show on our Patreon page. Or, so or, or we'll is, we may perhaps someday call it the truth docket. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> and, and I'm going to change the logo to a— and
1: Steal a logo yeah, from something.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, they're available. Apparently you can do that now. <laughs> uh, despite being billed as a venture to stand up to the tyranny of big tech, Trump's new platform is going to utilize AI sensors— to police its content. Uh The Fox Business Network reported in January that Truth has... The Truth. Oh, my God. You talk about Orwellian while we're talking about Truth here. Calling Donald Trump's social media platform the Truth, Truth Uh Social. So, Orwellian. Well, Truth has enlisted a San Francisco-based Series D startup that provides automated solutions through cloud-based artificial intelligence for understanding images, videos, and content. One of the cases of censorship already is the uh, the guy who does Devin Nunez-Cow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tried to sign right. up with the handle Devin Nunez-Cow on Truth Social. <laughs> Got banned right away. Ah, Got so banned it works.
1: Right well, something works at least.
0: So free speech, right? It's a platform right. that's supposed to be all about free speech. You know, no censorship of people just because their political views are different. Except if you want to register the domain name <laughs> Devin Nunez-Cow. And I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that Devin Nunez runs the company now. Yeah. So, yeah. So For now. Yeah. So (laughs) there's that. Uh, Obviously, this is something that's going to uh, give us more and more delight over the years as we watch this crash and burn. True, true. But I'm really
1: jacked about the prosecutions that are pending and the doors that have been opened to punishing Donald Trump. Uh, I I like the way this is going. I, uh, you know, I think back in January, I said on the show that we expected the uh, January 6th committee hearings to start by the end of February. Mm -hmm. That doesn't appear to be coming to pass. Uh, There are some other things hopping right now as well. Uh, But yeah, I I too am eager for those to get started. Uh, I do think they'll span the summer months, though, uh, leading up to the election.
0: Yeah, and I still think they're going to have an effect. I still think they will. If at the very least they'll energize Democratic voters hope so, yes. And we need all the energy we can get, because uh, just looking at some polls, and we're going to talk about this in a, in a few minutes, but just looking at some polls, not looking good for the Democrats. I mean, there was a national poll that showed something positive for the Democrats in like a generic mm-hmm. ballot kind of way, right, right. Uh, but there are other things indicating that for some reason in the face of all of this shit... All of these, you know, we got Supreme Court cases, we've got state legislatures passing all kinds of horrible things. We've got the Republicans poised to replace democracy with some form of idiocratic authoritarianism. And uh, Democrats still napping. Apparently, yeah. so we're going to talk. About- <laughs> and <laughs> we, we
1: still, we still need Democrats to run for school boards and city yeah. councils. Government. Yeah. These are, this is where the the bad stuff is happening right now. If you look at the mask fights and the book fights, it's all at the local level. Your politics yeah. is very local now, mm-hmm. and uh, so you need to get involved with it or enlist others to do so.
0: Well, meantime, the Supreme Court has taken up a case that will decide whether a website designer can decline same-sex weddings. Mm -hmm. we're back at that place again, where I said, well, no, my religious beliefs say I can't do a website for this same-sex wedding, in this case.
1: And it seems to me this court is inclined to agree with, to side with so-called religious liberties.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't matter that there is no legitimate religious objection to building a website for a same-sex marriage. Why... Because there was not really any same-sex weddings going on when the Bible was written, but also uh, the fact that there were no know. websites <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back when the Bible go. was written there either. Find me in the Bible where it says you can't make a website for a gay wedding. I don't think you're going to find it. Good luck searching for you know the section about websites and HTML in and, in and, and the Bible. <laughs> There's nothing about Squarespace in the Bible. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but the Supreme Court said on Tuesday it's, uh, it's going to decide whether a website designer may decline to make wedding websites for same-sex couples in a case that could have sweeping implications in the battle yep. over LGBTQ rights. Yep. And, uh, you know, with this court, all you need to say is, ah, I, you know what? I have a religious objection. Well, what's your justification for that religious objection? I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. here you can do whatever you want as long as you claim it's under the auspices of your religious faith, your, Florida your ref- closely fe- your closely held religious faith, right?
1: Flor- Florida Republicans are spinning wildly out of control on that and other issues. Uh, yeah, uh, this this don't say gay bill that's before the Florida Legislature. Uh, now there's talk of an amendment. I guess now there is an amendment yeah. uh, proposed that would require schools to out gay LGBTQ students. Yeah. Uh, even if the school officials realize that outing the student will subject them to harm, ridicule, uh, and, uh, you know, bullying, the rest of it.
0: Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Well, they're outing them to their parents primarily. And that can be all kinds of problematic. Right. I mean, you want exactly. to talk about, I mean, there's. it's one thing to be rejected and bullied by your classmates, and that's hard mm-hmm. enough but in a lot of cases especially in conservative regions of the country if you're outed to your parents mm-hmm. oh god that's going to mean conversion therapy that's going to mean you know being ostracized from the people who support you while you're still a fucking child exactly. and that's horrifying to me this don't say gay bill is uh, immensely toxic
1: and on the subject of, of, of women uh, the, the, the they want to tack onto the 15 of uh, Weak abortion bill uh, that they're looking at. Uh, they want to tack on. Uh, they want to go after contraceptives. Uh, yeah. A Florida Republican lawmaker stood up yesterday and said uh, uh, contraceptives don't always work, and uh, that because they fail. Uh, that feeds the, quote, bloodthirsty abortion industry, end mm-hmm. quote. Yep. Uh, this is what we're up against, folks. This is what happens if we don't vote and if we don't take others with us to make sure that all our votes count. Yeah. Uh, it, it, these are major, major stakes that will affect the lives of you and your family and your neighbors and your friends and your coworkers.
0: Yeah, all three Republicans who are running for a Michigan attorney general have stated that they oppose Griswold v. Connecticut that outlawed prosecuting married couples for using contraception. They're coming after I mean we've been talking about Griswold for some time now in the same context as Roe v. Wade Once they're done overturning Roe it's Griswold on the horizon next. People who predict some sort of handmaid's tale scenario they're not that far off the mark Right. This is the kind of shit that leads to these kinds of societies, these dystopian societies where you know men have this overwhelming purview over women where the pendulum swings so far the other direction that it becomes this major form of oppression that harkens back to uh, bygone eras, uh, some of them not so far back in, pa- in the past, but uh, right. others certainly in the deep past where you know, women are, are tortured and, and all kinds of horrible things are done to them in the name of fetuses or in the name of marital fidelity or in the name of ownership of women. Uh, by their husbands or by their fathers or whatever. Uh, So this is another step in that direction. It's directed squarely at women. I assure you, people will still be able to fucking buy condoms. But when it Mm. comes to contraceptive medication, that's going to be far more difficult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I want to talk about this also from the perspective of the importance of the midterm elections and Mm -hmm. where we are as, uh, as Democrats in the lead-up to all of that. And it's not really all that positive, but I hope that we can somehow motivate more action in our small right. corner of the uh, podcast. Yeah, Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, back with more show right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car.
1: Actually, talking at me like I got no envy left. Couldn't keep behind it. Lost it falling down. It. Locking up around it all
0: in your mind.
1: I like this. Yeah.
0: Dreaming like you do. Touched enough This a the great uh, Brad Brooks. Make it I believe he's out of the Bay Area. Yeah. He has a song called uh, Heartbreak of Fools. It's one of those songs that sounds so familiar to me, and I, I guess that just makes it a great hook. Yeah, yeah so good. Bradbrooksmusic.com, link in the description to support Brad Brooks and uh, all the bands here in the show. Uh, right under this episode at bobsesca.com. Yeah, all right. Uh, getting back into things here. Uh, yeah, where were we? Oh, yes. Talking about uh, some disasters on the horizon if we don't hustle up. I mean, Charlie Pierce said it best today on the Stephanie Miller show. It's like, you know what? We just got to turn out. We just got to show up. If we yeah, show well, up I, the way we have in the I, past, we can overcome some of this shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we have a lot to overcome yet. No, we're doing pretty well on gerrymandering, and by the way, the Republicans have lost every single lawsuit they have filed to yeah. try to uh, uh, protect their their gerrymandering, mm-hmm. and that's that's very encouraging for us. But I I, I want to go farther than that. I want to shoot higher. I as I've said before, we don't want to. At least I don't want to just win. I want to crush the fascist party yeah, I want yeah. to put it I want to make it unpopular and fringe again and uh, I you know I so I, I say not only for ourselves to turn out but to make sure we take others with us, I'm I'm working on somebody myself <laughs> who's a reluctant voter. But I'm I'm really determined to try to try to get them to the polls. Uh, people just don't realize what's at stake. But yeah, so so I would I would take what Charlie Pierce said even further, which is do, just make sure that you vote uh, and turn out as we have in the past. Uh, but make sure you take some people with you as insurance.
0: Now, what I'm about to say too, Buzz, is this is directly aimed at younger voters. Let's talk about 18 to 34 aged uh, Democrats. Roughly a quarter, 24% said they paid a a great deal of attention to national news in 2021 Mm -hmm. compared with, now you say, okay, 24% I guess among younger voters, is that good? Is that bad? It's horrible. You know where it was in November of 2020? (laughs) 70%. Wow. Since the November 2020 yeah. election, participation following the national news has declined from 70% to 24% among Democrats aged 18 to 34.
1: This is why you have to talk to your fellow voters, because I, I, a lot of Democrats, and I believe this to be very, very true, a lot of Democrats now have taken the position, well, now that we got Trump out of there and Biden's in there, everything's going to be fine. I don't really have to pay attention anymore. No, we we do, and it's it's the job of Bob and myself and you, the listener, to impart the importance of this election to other people and to motivate them to get to the polls, to tell them what they have to lose if they don't vote.
0: Yeah. Um, Victories are nothing but stopgaps, temporary stopgaps, unless we continue to vote, unless we continue to participate. I mean, further in this poll, this uh, latest Gallup poll says that uh, Democrats' interests overall have declined. And interest in news, I'm saying here. Yes. With just 34% saying they paid a great deal of attention to national news in 2021 compared to 69% in November 2020. So that's all Democrats. yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I'm glad you brought that number with you. That's very important. It it shows us that uh, since the 2020 election, Democrats have stopped paying attention to the news. That's why it's the job of you and me and the people listening, both here and on social media and in real life, to get other people out to vote, to get them motivated by telling them what they have to lose if they don't.
0: That's exactly right. And I'm not sure what it is. I don't know why Democrats are wired this way. We get across the finish line of an election, and we, yeah. smoke, we smoke a cigarette, we stamp it out, and we walk <laughs> away. And right. I don't understand why that continues to be. I get it. You know what? It's exhausting following the news sometimes. It it trust me, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing know. that every day, day in and day out, I'm following the news.
1: This week was one year since I retired, and I, I don't miss it. <laughs> I <laughs> I, you know, doing the doing the news, following the news every every move every day for day after day, week after week, seven days a week for like six years. Uh, yeah, I, I can testify to how you can get tired of that. Yeah. Um, I still pay attention, even though I'm retired now. I still follow. I still get the news updates on my phone. I still watch what's happening. Nothing gets by me, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it doesn't have to consume my life either. You you can live your life, and be aware of what's going on at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even on the best Republican victories, when Republicans win, they often win by actually losing the popular vote. Bear right. that in mind. Even in House elections, if you were to total the number of votes for Democrats versus the total number of votes for Republicans, there are always more votes for Democrats. The problem is that sometimes we just we take a nap. And it was like, you know what? I'm so so exhausted with this news. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to check out now. And that's when we get fucked. That's when we lose big time.
1: The numbers you just shared show that's exactly what we're doing right now. And we cannot afford that. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can make your neighbor start watching the news again, but you can do your part to make them aware of what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I understand that all of us here uh, doing the show, listening to the show, participating mm-hmm. in the show, certainly mm-hmm. supporting the show on Patreon, we all do our part. What right. we have to do now is make that infectious to others who are, the ones who are taking a nap
1: right That's now. my yeah. message. Take yeah. people with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there, are, we all know who we can get. We all know where we can go in order to increase voter turnout, to increase voter registration, where we bring in all kinds of new Democrats. Maybe we bring back Democrats who haven't voted the last couple of cycles. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Because when we do that, what we know is whenever we do that, whenever we hustle, we win by significant margins. Look at 2006. Look at 2020. Uh you You know, these are all cases. 2008, for God's sake. 2008. You know what happened in 2008? Barack Obama won. Indiana. We had 60 votes in the United States Senate. I mean, it was touch and go there with uh, Al Franken and then Ted Kennedy eventually dying. But we had around the range of 60 votes in the United States Senate. How did that happen? We got determined and we were pissed off about the Bush administration and we were pissed off about the recession and we were pissed off about Iraq. And so we turned out and we won big time and we did it again in so 2012.
1: If if you're pissed off about the book bannings, if you're pissed off about uh, Republican attempts to suppress the black vote, uh, if you're suppressed, if you're if you're upset about what uh, Republicans in Florida are doing to LGBTQ people, yeah. uh if if any of these things make you mad, you should be voting. If any of these things make your neighbor mad, they should be voting and you need to be sharing with them what the threat to them specifically is yeah. there's also a great deal of worry right now that Americans regardless of their political stripe are more worried about inflation mm-hmm. than anything else and we do have inflation right now it won't last it, it isn't good but that's where the voters minds are right now so our Democratic candidates need to perhaps pay more attention to that yes I agree yeah uh, but but that doesn't mean and and I you know it's been argued whether or not it does any good to tout the accomplishments of the, of the Biden administration, I say go ahead and try. Oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, the list is long yeah. of the good things that he's accomplished. Unfortunately, uh, some of them are expiring now and going away. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've got to, the only way to get those things back is to elect a Democratic uh, majority Congress in both houses.
0: And you know what I noticed, too, on the Democratic National Committee's Twitter feed, at the Democrats, I I noticed that the tweets that get the most reach, the tweets that get uh, liked and shared most often, are the Mm -hmm. ones that brag... And we need yeah. to do more bragging, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let those swing voters know what has been actually accomplished here because where they're getting their information is uh, a lot of places that share not only disinformation, but then there are some outlets where it's the both sides nonsense. So it's a pox on both their houses. And if both sides right. do it, yes, then everyone's yes. doing Follow it. a lot of that out there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's I think true. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of work to be done on this. But I think, again, if we turn out uh, there's nothing we can't accomplish. 82 million votes for Joe Biden in 2020. We had a huge watershed election in 2018. Uh, th- these are all uh, positive indicators. Plus, there was, I was mentioning before, I think it was on Friday, we had a, a, a national poll, which is deceptive when it comes to House races because you're mm-hmm. breaking the national poll. You have to break that down into. Right you know, 435 individual districts. But suffice to say, the Democrats held an advantage nationally in the generic ballot uh, in that poll. Uh, On the flip side of that, we look at a case uh, in San Francisco where they had a school board recall election uh, this week. And... Basically, this was a, you know, obviously there are a lot of details uh, revolving around this having to do with COVID and closing schools and, and mask mandates. But this recall election in San Francisco was driven by the Republican Party and Republican right. interests, pro-Trump interests. This right. was a referendum on wokeism. That's how uh, Mike Pence described it. And they won
1: because turnout was 35%.
0: Yes, exactly. These three school board members who were considered to be too woke by Republicans, they lost. (laughs) They're going to be recalled. And it's because, partly, that Democrats didn't turn out. 35% turnout. In that election, 35%. And we go, why, oh, why is authoritarianism creeping into the United States? And this is will- why we don't fucking turn out, and we need to fucking turn out.
1: And they will be replaced by people who want to ban books, who want to prevent yes. people from voting, who want to out your LGBTQ kid. These are the evil people that will now fill the void created by that recall election. Right, right. And all because Democrats, people in general, but Democrats specifically, did not turn out because they got complacent. Mm-hmm. We can't have this. We're losing and and local, as I said, local politics is everything right now because that's what's that's what's driving the debate on on masks and vaccines yeah, and books yeah. and all the rest of it. Uh, it. This is very important, and not only must we be engaged, but we must engage many others.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, when I say. <laughs> When I say something about this issue, we're not turning out. We need to be more aggressive. We need to hustle more right, so that right. we're not pants in the midterms. When right. I say that, I get a lot of pushback. Seeing people telling me, hey, Bob, why are you telling people to just vote harder? Voting harder isn't going to work. You know what? When we have a turnout of 35% in super liberal San Francisco, when mm-hmm. that turnout is 35%, you better fucking well believe we need to vote mm-hmm. harder abso fucking do we need to vote right. harder. We need to work harder. We need to volunteer. We need to register voters. We need to drive their asses to the polling places. We need to d- uh, make sure they're getting their uh, mail-in ballot forms submitted on time. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure those forms are filled out correctly. We have work to do, but if we do that hard work, the rewards are immeasurable. The reward is pushing back against this idiocratic authoritarianism that's rising up in this country, and we can all see it. We all know where this is headed, but yet we're not doing a goddamn thing about it, or we are, and it's not enough.
1: That's the thing. As you look around at it, and pardon me for repeating the list, but if you look around at the book bannings and the LGBTQ Mm. discrimination and all the rest of it, uh, you see that we have so much to lose. Mm And so much to gain. Yeah, yeah. With the proper majority, with a real majority. Mm-hmm. We don't have a real majority now. We yeah. have a almost numerical, barely there majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if we had a real majority, by increasing the number of Democrats on Capitol Hill uh then we wouldn't have to fear these things because uh steps would be taken to prevent them from happening in the first
0: place. Yeah. So look, when the shit hits the fan politically in this country, it's partly because well, the Republicans they have no values anymore. They're all about lying and and uh, propaganda and disinformation. But you know what, when we lose in this when we lose to those guys, it's mainly because we get out hustled. There are more of us than there are of them. It's cliche to say it, but it's true. There are more Democrats in this country. There are more left leaning independents in this country than there are Trump supporters in this country. And all we need to do is harness that power. But instead we decide, ah, I'm so exhausted with news. Fuck it. I'm not going to pay attention anymore. And then suddenly we see the results of an election. We go, why, oh, why did this happen? And uh, or in we case know the of some Democrats, yeah, and, Or in know. the case
1: of some Democrats, they decided that because Biden was elected, they don't have to pay attention yeah. anymore. And so that's why it's our job to, to help them out in that department. Yeah.
0: You know, Oliver Willis has been observing that for some time now, yes, where he says, yeah. you know, we get, to, <laughs> we get to this place as Democrats where we win an election, then we go, I guess we won. That's it. We can go home now. And that's not the case. It's not. It's a temporary victory that can only stand with other victories subsequent to it.
1: Well, we've learned uh, the who will be delivering the speech you won't be listening to after the State of the Union address. <laughs> right. uh, the, the Republicans have chosen Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds to deliver the GOP response okay. to the State of the Union address.
0: Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, those always turn out to be great, don't they?
1: Yes. Like I said, it, it, just so you know what, you won't be watching.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Those, I mean, no matter who it is, the responses to the State of the Union <laughs> are always some level of fucked up.
1: R- ridiculous. Taped three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, being, the high watermark of that was Bobby Jindal back in the day. I think, I don't right. know when that was, 2009?
1: Like 2010, yesterday. something like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Jindal doing the most awkward response to a State of the Union address. And uh, so that, I guess that uh, tradition is going to so, continue this so- year.
1: Cool stuff in the uh, shadow docket
0: today. Oh, absolutely! Lots of things we didn't get to. Some COVID news here. Uh, Trump scammed his report, his supporters again, uh, which is an ongoing <laughs> problem. But sure. you know, screw them. I mean, they they know. <laughs> That they're getting screwed in many cases, but they, they do it anyway. He's a slim flam man. Absolutely. Plus, we're going to give you the complete list of legal cases against Donald Trump. There's a uh, lot of things here, and so if you're interested things. in, yeah, the uh, the whole comprehensive list of how Donald Trump is going to be held legally accountable, and if only you know a fourth of the, if only twenty five percent of the things that we're going to list actually happen, lead to <laughs> indictments, that'll be great fucking oh, news yeah. for well, the set. for the country. And I got to tell you, I'm not looking at the list presently. I'll bring it up here in just a second. But Fonnie Willis, Georgia, (laughs) Fulton County, Georgia, big fucking deal. Letitia James, big deal. New Uh York district attorney, big deal. Serious. Getting close. Getting all of that. Plus, uh, oh yeah, uh, a judge dismissed uh, last week another Trump thing that we're going to talk about too. So Mm -hmm. Trump keeps losing in court. We got that and a whole lot more uh, coming up on the Shadow Docket program on our Patreon page. BobSeskaShow.com to sign up. Sign up at $5 a month. You get two Shadow Dockets every week after the Tuesday show and after the Thursday show. And if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the After Party 2 plus the two Shadow Dockets. Do it. Run, don't walk. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.